Hello, my name is Jordan Tardo, and I'm the lead pastor at Experience Church. I'd like to take a moment and just say thank you so much for tuning in to our podcast today. I hope this message blesses you. I hope it encourages you. I hope it strengthens you for what God has called you to today. We're in this series that we're starting today called Bold. I'm going to be teaching it for the next two weeks, and really we're going to be talking about really what it looks like to live bold for Christ. We get our text from Acts chapter 4 and verse 13. You may know the story, you may not, where the disciples are, are ministering uh, the gospel. They're, they're praying for people, and the sick are being healed, and the Bible says that these Pharisees, these Sadducees, these religious leaders get upset about it. They get arrested and they get brought before the council. And this is where we kind of pick up where Peter and John are, are ministering. They're sharing about the resurrection of Christ and who God is. And they said that the members of the council were amazed when they saw the boldness of Peter and John. For they could see that they were ordinary men with no special training in scripture. They also recognized them as men who had been with Jesus. I love this. The scripture says that they were ordinary men. They noticed. These people were noticeably ordinary. They weren't like super cool looking. They didn't have the cool hip, sweet, cut, ripped jeans. I don't even know if ripped jeans are still cool, but they didn't have them. You know what I'm saying? They weren't wearing all the cool stuff. They didn't have all the right words. It says that they could tell they were just ordinary bros. And the Bible says that they saw that they actually one translation says that they had no education. They were just they were just they were just uh, normal dudes. And so I love it. And it says, but they noticed because of their boldness. And it says they noticed because they had been with Jesus. It shows me this that boldness is not meant for people that are just pastors. Boldness is not meant for people that are just the people that are in ministry or on stage. No, boldness is meant for us to be a people that were passionate about Jesus, so we shine for Him. Okay, good. Six people agree with me. Praise God. We got, a lot, we got a lot of trucking to do here today. Okay, good. And so I want to talk to you about being bold. Now, here's the thing about boldness. When we hear boldness, we automatically think loud. We think loud. We think volume. And boldness doesn't necessarily mean loud. Because if that's the case, if it meant loud, then that means it would, it would, it would, it would separate people. Meaning this, there's people that, oh, well, you're a loud person, so you're bold. Well, I'm quiet and I'm, I'm more to myself, so I'm not bold. Well, no, boldness isn't a volume or it's not a personality. It's not, oh, well, you're extroverted because you're an extroverted person, Jordan. Obviously, you're bold. No, uh, well, I, I'm more quiet. I'm an introvert. I like my books and just reading. And so that's not for me. I'm not the bold type. No, that's not what it is. Boldness is not a volume. Boldness is not a volume. Boldness is not a personality. Boldness is a passion. It's a passion in our hearts, and here's what it is. It's this concept of I'm excited and I'm passionate about it, so I'm willing to shine and share about it. It's just like if you go see a movie. Just recently had multiple different people went and saw a movie, and bold, not bold, loud, not loud, personality, extrovert, introvert, didn't matter. They, people kept coming to you and said, hey, have you seen dot, dot, dot movie? No, I haven't seen it. And literally every person's like, oh, you got to see it. Oh, oh you got, you, I'm telling you, this movie was so good. You got to go see it. I'm talking about introverts, people that like just kind of to keep it to themselves. They were eager to tell me about the movie. Why? Because they were passionate about what they, what they saw. They enjoyed it. And so it was easy for them to share. They weren't told by the movie theater, hey, we'll let you into this theater, but you have to leave and go tell people to watch this movie. If somebody told me that, I'd be bouncing. I ain't watching this movie in the first place. See you later. That's it. Why? Because boldness is not a passion. 
Bo excuse me, boldness is not a volume or a personality. It's a passion. It's a passion that says, I'm excited, and so it's easy. It's an overflow. It's e it's, I'm eager to share and, and to shine. Does that make sense? Yeah. And that's what happens here with Paul and John. I love it. They were so bold for Jesus. It was just an overflow. They were willing to share about Jesus and shine for Jesus. And these guys are like, man, these are ordinary dudes. This is, they're blown away. They're, they're in awe of their boldness, even though they were ordinary guys. It shows me this, that as, as Christians, for those of us that call ourselves Christians, God has called us to be passionate in a way that people around us see him through us that they see him. We don't have to be super educated in the word. It says they weren't educated. They had no special training in the scripture. We don't have to be where we feel like we got everything all together. No, he's just called us to be a people that are bold. And I want to talk to you about that today. I want to talk to you from the scripture in Matthew chapter 5 and verse 14. Very famous scripture. You've probably heard it before. It says, you are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on a stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds, deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. It says, you are the light of the world. This is Jesus speaking. He's telling us, we're, if you're a Christian, you're a believer, you're the light of the world. And I want you to know, nobody, nobody takes a, a light or a lamp and hides it under a basket. Now, in this concept, in the biblical text, what, would do, what they would do is they would take these lamps, these lanterns that were made with real fire, and they would put them on stands, and in the stand, on the stand, the light would light up the whole entire room. And so that's what he's talking about. You wouldn't just take this lamp in a dark, because they didn't have electricity back then. You wouldn't just take this lamp and go stick it under a bowl, and then you're trying to figure out what to do or where to go. No, you'd put it right in the middle where everybody can see it so you can see all around you, because that's the purpose of the lamp. He says it's the same thing for you and I as Christians, that we are called to live a life of boldness where we shine in such a way that those around us see him and his goodness and his glory. Amen? And so I want to talk to you about that today. I want to talk to you about being bold to shine today. Bold to shine. Now, I see in the scripture a couple of ways that we do that. I want to show it to you. Again, I want to read Matthew chapter 5 and verse 14 one more time. It says this, You are the light of the world and a town built on a hill that cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on a stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. You are the light of the world. It doesn't say you're the light of the world if you go and talk about Jesus. It doesn't say for people that feel called to share and preach about Jesus. It says you, Christians, believers, we are the light of the world. Meaning this, oftentimes what we do is we think when we hear the term witness or witnessing, we think, oh, well, that means I got to go tell people in my neighborhood or I got to tell people around me or I got to just walk up to somebody at Walmart and tell them about Jesus. That is part of witnessing, but that's not necessarily being a witness. Being a witness is I'm shining my lifestyle. My life shines the love of Jesus in such a way that people see Jesus through me. That's what being a witness is. And I love this because it's important that we understand this. If we, just, if we just share about Jesus and our lifestyle doesn't line up with what Jesus has called us to live with, our, our words mean nothing. Our words carry no weight if we don't have a witness of a lifestyle. of If we can't love our spouses, for those that are married, and we don't love our spouses, and then we go tell somebody, oh yeah, but I love Jesus, you should love Jesus too. Well, they're going to look at you and say, well, you have, your words carry no weight. Why? Because you can't even love your spouse, and Jesus calls us to love our spouse. And so here's the thing we have to understand. My witness is just as important as my words. My witness, our witness, 
as Christians. Now, if you're not a Christian in the room, you get a pass. You know what I'm saying? We, 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 you just get to sit back and enjoy life, and hopefully I'll tell a couple good jokes and you'll laugh a little bit. But if, if for those that call themselves Christians, our witness is just as important as our words. Our lifestyle has to line up. And this is what I want to talk to you about. I see it in the scripture. It says that who would take a lamp? That you would play, take, take a lamp and you place it on a stand. For you and I, what does that look like as far as how do we shine boldly for Jesus? One, we have to stand strong. Stand strong in every season. Stand strong in every season. Not just stand strong when life's good. It's super easy to love Jesus and thank Jesus when, when we're blessed. When we got the promotion, it's easy to be like, oh, praise God, brother. Oh, he is good. It's easy when we get engaged to celebrate. Jesus, he's so good. Married. Here I come. Not you, me. I don't know. I didn't do that in the first service, but I just did it for you. Okay, praise God. I got a newborn. I'm tired. I don't know what I'm doing up here anyway. It doesn't matter. It's easy to celebrate when things are good. We got the relationships going right, the promotion's coming, the money's coming in, we got the new house, and woo, Jesus, oh, oh yeah, holy, holy, worthy, woo. But are we, are, we, are we celebrating and shining the same way when life doesn't go the way we planned it? When we're sick in our body and our bodies are decaying and the doctor gives us a negative report, are we shining the same way as if we heard the good report? Are we shining the same way when instead of being promoted, we get demoted? When the person that is under us ends up becoming our boss and they, they railroaded us and said something negative about us that wasn't true and they end up getting the promotion and you don't and you've been there longer and are we shining the same way? It's easy to shine when we're blessed, but God calls us to be a people that says we shine in every season. And I want to show it to you in a few different seasons that the Bible talks about. In 1 Corinthians chapter 16 and verse 13, it says, Be on guard, stand firm in the faith, be courageous, be strong, and do everything with love. Be strong, stand firm, be on guard, be strong, and do everything in love. One way that we can shine through every season is we shine with love with kindness. We live in a world where there's so much hate, there's so much disunity, and there's so much division, there's so much, there's so much drama, and it's interesting as humans, human nature, we all say, oh yeah, love. Love wins, love first, love, 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 love. We all say it, but for some reason, human nature, we are drawn to drama. Just me? Okay, cool, that's cool. The, the Hollywood's making billions of dollars on drama, but it's just me, We're, I'm the only one, it's all good. I'm working through my process. Y'all just, just must be like Jesus, okay, cool. No, but here's the thing. As human nature, we're drawn to drama. And if we're not careful, here's what happens. If we're not careful, what we can do, we can say, well, we'll respond a certain way based on what we think we should, we should or shouldn't agree on. And because we disagree, it gives us a way to, to, to shout at. And shining isn't really, it doesn't really mean shouting louder, it means shining brighter. 
Okay? And when I mean shouting louder, oftentimes what we can do is, well, I disagree with you, and so let me tell you what I think, and this is what I think, and this is the way you should do, and da-da-da-da-da. Well, then this person, well, I'm going to one-up you. Well, da-da-da-da-da-da-da. And then some 17 people on the comments then say the same thing and try to agree with you, and you're like, yeah, I told you I was right, because I got 17 people that I don't even know on Facebook saying, man, I'm right. Praise God, I'm doing something good. I'm shining for Jesus. Shining for Jesus isn't just shouting loud about things. Here's what shining for Jesus is. It's standing strong. Yes, stand up for what you believe, but in a way that shines in love. We live in a world, there's so much hate, and there's so much division, there's so much racism, and y'all know, for those that walked with me long enough, I hate racism. It's evil. It's straight from the devil. And so what do we do? I don't come against one side or the other. No, here's what I do. I want to be a church, a community that says, hey, we're going to welcome all people of all racism, all cultures. Why? Because that's what Jesus does, and so we want to show and shine what Jesus does. We're not going to get caught up in shouting louder. We're going to shine brighter. So that the world can say, wait, something's different about these people. They're of different color. They're of different ages. They're of different backgrounds. They're of different people. And they all still choose to love one another and still choose to love God. And yeah, there may be some disagreements. And yeah, there may be some things that they don't all get along with. But we, they know the main focus is Jesus. And so they're shining in a way that other people aren't shining. This is what Paul talks about when he's sharing in Corinthians. He says, Shine with love. And every season, we can't, we can't be a people that try to shine love by putting hate on hate. That's just adding fuel to the fire. No, we gotta be a people that stand brighter and say, we're gonna choose the love. Even if we disagree with you, the, one of the greatest lies of our culture has come down to that if I disagree with you, I can't love you. Or that I'm against you. Disagreement has nothing to do with being against. It has to do with just because we disagree doesn't mean we can't choose to love one another. Why? Because we're different. And our differences should not divide us. They should unite us. Choose to shine in such a way that we would love one another. First Corinthians chapter, oh, excuse me, Proverbs chapter 10 and verse 25. It says, when the storm has swept by, the wicked are gone, but the righteous stand firm forever. Love it. When the storm is swept by, the wicked are gone, but... The righteous stand firm. Another way that we can shine bright by standing is standing strong in storms. Everybody on the planet, Christian or not, we're going to face trials. Everybody on the planet, Christian or not, we're going to face hard times. Everybody on the planet, Christian or not, we're going to face times where we don't like it and we don't understand it and we don't know why. It's just it's part of it's part of life. But I love this. It says when the storm comes, when those trials come, when those struggles come, the wicked, they fall off, but this, this, the righteous continue to stand firm in every storm, in every trial, in every struggle. Why? Because we know we have a security in God that he's for us and he's not against us. That greater is, in, is he that is in us than he that is in the world. And he's going to care for us because he's a loving God. In every storm, in every trial, we choose, okay, God, I'm, I'm going to respond differently because I know I have a security in you. The tough thing about human nature is it's easy for us to respond the way everybody else is responding. It's easy for us to get caught up in the fear that everybody else is fearful of. It's easy for us to get angry and upset 
at the workplace when everybody else is angry and upset. Here's the thing about shining brighter. Again, we're talking about living boldly. It's saying I'm going to choose to live a different way where even though everybody may be frustrated, I'm going to choose to have joy. Why? Because in the frustration, if everybody's frustrated, now everybody's in the dark. So now there's no hope. But I'm going to do is I'm going to choose in the life that I'm going to live, I'm going to choose to, even in my frustrating times, I'm going to have joy. Why? Because I want to shine for everyone else to know that there's a God that's still going to take care of us even when we don't understand. When the world's getting caught up in all the drama of the future and, and oh, I don't know what it's going to look like and I don't know, and there's all this fear and here's what happens. It's so, here's what happens. It's so easy for Christians and, and believers to just get caught up in the same drama and we start to be just this fearful. No, wait a second. I can read a scripture and scriptures all throughout history of a God who took care of his people. So I'm not going to get caught up in what the world is fearful of. Why? Because I know I have a God that's going to take care of me. So because of that, I can stand strong and be bright in the seasons of fear. I can bring peace into my workplace and into my home and into my neighborhood. And people are like, man, what's different about you? You're going through the same things. You're, you're working through the same process at the job or, or at school. And so what's different? And you have, you have an opportunity to say, let me tell you, I serve a God who takes care of me. And I know he always has and he always will. In every storm. And we would stand strong. That we would not try to do things just to live and act and respond the same way the world would. I would say this, that I think really our response to the storm is really what, whether we shine or we don't. Our response to the struggle. It's not the struggle itself. It's not the storm itself. It's the response to the storm and the struggle, the trial. It's where, whether we're really going to shine or we're not. Because we all face trials. How do we shine brighter? How do we shine boldly? Standing up and saying, the way that I'm going to respond is I'm going to trust God through it. I'm going to continue to look to him and not to the things of this world. In Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 10, talking about just talking about different ways we shine in seasons. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God. Now, if y'all were with me at Easter time, Easter service, you know you'll never look at the armor of God the same. Praise God. If you were not here for Easter, you could check it out online, okay? But so, so that you may can take, no, excuse me, so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes, okay? So, okay, we can stand and through all the hate, and love. We can stand strong in the storms through, through responding the way God has called us to. And then also we stand strong by avoiding temptation, the devil's schemes, the enemy's schemes to tempt us to get us to fall. The enemy's goal is to knock you down, to knock me down. The enemy's goal is to try to tempt us to get us to a place where we believe something that is false. And so the way we respond because we believe in it causes us to live a way that's not according to God's purpose and his plans. And so here's what happens. The enemy tries to do that. Well, the Bible says, listen, stand strong against those schemes. Stand strong against those temptations. Why? Because if we're, if we're not careful, if we get knocked over, we can't shine. In fact, I would say this in the biblical times, if you had put a candle, a light, again, it was a real flame on a stand, if someone knocked it over, it would cause a fire. It would cause more damage by being knocked over. It's the same thing in today's world spiritually. When we get knocked over, again, I'm not talking about perfection and God's looking for a perfect people. That's not what I'm saying. We're all flawed. We all make mistakes. We all have grace and we all need grace. 
But what, what I'm saying is when we just fall into temptation and say, oh, well, I'm just going to live the way I want to live and I'm going to live the way I, I feel like living and not, not try to live the way God wants me to live and not be obedient, here's what happens. We get knocked over. And here's what happens. You ever seen it? You probably have. Like these pastors and these men and women, I'm not making fun of them, but they, they, you hear about it and they, there's this fall that they have and they fall into temptation and the people in their church are confused and they don't want to serve God and the world comes against them and it gives the world an opportunity to throw darts at Christians and say, oh, they're all a bunch of hypocrites and they're all fake and da, da, da. And what is it doing? It's a fire that that, that falling has caused. Does that make sense? My gosh, help me, Lord Jesus. And so it's so important that you understand God desires for us to stand strong. Why? Through temptation. Why? Because he desires for us to be a light. It's not just so that we can be good people. It's not just so that we could be good people. It's so that we could shine bright. So now here's what happens. In a world of darkness, when your friends or your coworkers or our neighbors, when they see us, they say, this person has been standing for God you know, no, matter, no matter what the situation was. Something's different about that person's life. I have to go ask or seek out and find out what is different about this person. That's shining. It's not them coming and saying, oh, you're going to burn, burn, burn. You better turn, turn, turn. No, that's not, that was a rhyme. That was a, I'm about to spit some, some bars up in here. Come on, somebody. I got sidetracked. It's not, it's, not, it's not just yell. No, here's what it is. The way that I choose to live my life is I'm going to stand for Christ. And as I stand for Christ... I'm not going to have to go shout and hate the full things. No, I'm going to shine with love. And the storms that I go, I'm not going to get caught up in the fear, and I'm not going to get caught up in the doubt, and I'm not going to get caught up in what everybody's doing. No, I'm going to continue to trust God. And then in temptation, I'm going to stand firm in temptation. Yeah, I know that, that things may come and I may fall, but I know God's going to continue to pick me up, and I'm going to walk in his grace and his love. Why? So that I can shine for others around me, and so I, that others can see that there is a God who loves them just as much as he loves me. Shining. Boldly. It's choosing a lifestyle that says, I'm going to choose to stand in every season. It's vital that we do this. In Matthew chapter 5 and verse 16, it says this. In the same way, let your light shine before others, that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. Let your light shine before others. Okay, so when we're talking about shining boldly, I'm going to talk bold to you here for a second. Again, it's not a volume, it's not a personality, it's a passion. When we're passionate for Jesus and passionate about walking with him and living for him and being in relationship with him, we understand that we're going to choose to stand strong. But then not only just stand strong in every season, now we have to understand, now my decisions aren't just about me anymore. Our decisions, if you call yourself a Christian, if you're not a Christian in the room or online, totally fine. We love you. You, you get a free pass. You just enjoy the, enjoy the day. But if you call yourself a Christian, here's what I know. It's, this is what the scripture says. My decisions now are not just about me. It says we shine our light for others to see. Our decisions are not just about us. You're like, oh, I don't know what you're talking about. My decisions are for me, me only. I'm only hurting me. Well, I'm glad you think that way. I want to show you that you're wrong in the Bible. Okay, here we go. 1 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 23. This is Paul speaking. He says, everything is permissible, but not everything is beneficial. Everything is permissible, but not everything builds up. No one should seek their own good, but the good of others. 
Paul's saying, listen, everything's permissible. When you have the grace of Jesus, he's going to forgive you. He loves you. He's going to care for you. Don't even sweat it. Everything is, everything's permissible. God's got you. He's got your back. He says, but, hold up, hold up. There's a but here. I want you to know not everything is beneficial. Not everything builds up. And see, oftentimes when we first come to know Christ or we're, we're looking to walk with Christ or sometimes maybe even as we walk with Christ, we think that walking with Christ is, is about us building us up. And that's true. God desires to build us up in our faith, yes. But it also means that our life now helps build others up. My decisions help other people around me build their faith. Your decisions help others build their faith up. That's why he says now we no longer seek our own good, not just for me. I'm not making the decisions just for me to be beneficial to me. I'm making the decisions for others to see the good of others in their lives. Show to you 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 32. Show you some more. It says, do not cause anyone to stumble whether Jews or Greeks or the church of, of God, even as I try to please everyone in every way, for I'm not seeking, look it out, check it out, I am not seeking my own good, but the good of many, so that they may be saved. He says, don't cause anyone to stumble. The decisions you make, why? Because you're not seeking my, your own good, you're trying to seek the good of others. The decisions I make, I want others to be able to see him, and then he says to be saved and to know him. Talking about Jesus when we say him. Scripture says in 1 Corinthians chapter 8 and verse 9, be careful, however, that the exercise of your rights does not become a stumbling block to the weak. For if someone with a weak conscience sees you with your knowledge eating in an idol's temple, won't that person be encouraged to eat what is sacrificed to idols? So this weak brother or sister for whom Christ died is destroyed by your knowledge. When you sin against them in this way and wound the weak conscience, you sin against Christ. Paul's talking about them eating certain things in the temple. But, we can, but this, is, this goes for all things in life that we have to be careful that just because we feel like it's okay, we may not feel like it's bad for us and we may feel like it's okay for us. We have to be careful because not everything is beneficial for others around us. We now have a witness and we're called to shine and shining isn't an add-on. Okay, I mean, it's almost like as Christians, what we can do is like, oh yeah, we're saved. And we're saved and we love Jesus and we come to church and we do our best and that's, that's Christianity. And then like for the really, really, really strong Christians, like the good goods, like the goody good Christians, we add on their witness. That's like, that's like a bonus. Like you're a bonus Christian. You know what I'm saying? Like you're one of those like, you're like one of those like Christians. You know what I'm saying? But that's not the case at all. Jesus says, you're the light of the world, a.k.a. if you're a Christian, you now are on a stand, whether you like it or not, whether you agree to it or not. If you have accepted Christ in your heart, confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, you are now on a stand in your community, in your neighborhood, in your workplace, in your job. Everywhere that you go, you are now on a stand. So now, here's what it is. My decisions are now helping either shine for Jesus or deflect Jesus. We are now called, because my decisions aren't just about me, we are now called to build others up with the decisions that we make. That's why it's so important that you are careful, I am careful, we are careful, about the decisions we make, because it's not just about us, it's, it's affecting those around you, and you may not even know it. As Christians, we're called to live different. We're called to stand out. 
The problem about the American church, I don't know when it's happened in the last hundred years for sure, the American church has gotten to this place where, I'm not just talking about our church, I'm talking about church in general, we've gotten to the place where we try to walk the line with the world as close as possible. We want to be as relevant with the world, so we obviously want to be relevant with the world, we got to look like the world. So we got to go to the same clubs as the world. We got to post the same pictures as the world. We got to watch the same TV shows as the world. We got to listen to the same music as the world. We got to say the same jokes as the world. We got to gossip like the world. We got to do everything like the world does because we want to be a light. No, 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 no. If you don't live different, you don't look different, you're not shining anywhere. Is this okay? I have an illustration. Y'all know I like props. I'll get you a prop today. Praise God. Come on with the props. Here we go. Got you a little prop. Here we go. Here's my prop. Thanks, buddy. Okay, cool. Okay, here we go. Here's a prop, okay? Here, here's, here, here's a mirror. See, the Bible says that we are called to remain in him, in Jesus. If we're Christians, we remain in him, and as we remain in him, the Bible says that we, well, apart from him, we can do nothing. In fact, when we remain in him, we bear much fruit, okay? We're witnesses to him when we remain in him, abiding in him, okay? But what happens is oftentimes what we do, so our, our, really, our witness is really based on our, our, our proximity to Christ, okay? And so from being close to him now, I'm able to shine and reflect Jesus. Really what a witness is, is just reflecting Jesus, okay? I'm reflecting, meaning I'm close enough, like if you ever got close to this mirror, I'm close enough to reflect Jesus, and so now you don't see me, you're just seeing a reflection of Christ in me. Does that make sense? So it's what, it's what, like this light, okay? Some of y'all are gonna get real mad, but I'm gonna show you. Here's what happens, I have this, I have this light, and I, so I'm shining for Jesus. Okay, watch, here you go, see? Oh yeah, oh yeah, you see it, oh yeah. Now you don't know how I feel up here. It's bright up here, can't see anything. Here's the thing. We're called to be a reflection. So now what happens is, you, they don't see us, people don't see us, they just see the light of God, they see the love of God because of the way that we respond, the way we choose to live, the decisions we make, reflecting. Now here's the issue with when we walk close, closely in line with the, what the world's doing. We try to look like the world, we try to act like the world. Here's what happens, so now, well yeah, everybody in the world, everybody in the world, they get mad at when their boss yells at them. Everybody gets angry and curses and says all these things, and so here's what happens. So yeah, that's what everybody does. Oh, oh, everybody's sleeping around, Pastor Jordan. That's just what people do our age. Like, we're just trying to have fun, and we're just trying to, you know, that's just what people do. That's just, well, everybody, everybody DMs, we're going to get real weird. Everybody DMs all these weird things and real things, and everybody's asking for these certain pictures, and that's just, that's just what everybody does in our generation. Or, you know what, everybody cheats on their spouse, Pastor Jordan. That's just what people do. We just, they just cheat. It's just what the world does. Or everybody gossips, Pastor Jordan. Everybody gets around the, the water cooler and gossips at work, and everybody gossips about the neighborhood. And here's what happens. We do what everybody's doing, and now here's what happens. Now, we have this reflection that nobody can see. Check this out. So now, when I look in this, I see a distorted picture of what the reflection should be. And that's what's happening with the church. Oh my goodness, I'm going to preach to you for a second. You may like me, you may not. But that's what's happened with the American church. We've given a negative picture on who Jesus really is because of the lifestyles that we're choosing to live because we're trying to be relevant and cool with them. We've never been called to be cool and relevant. We've called to stand out and shine. Why? Because he is the only one that can restore and renew and save. 
And so for you and I, here's what happens. Now, you're trying to see yourself in the picture, and you can't see yourself. You're trying to see Jesus in the picture. And so now you're like, well, now, well, they don't know any different than I do. And so now we're looking at each other to try to make decisions. Now we're like, oh, well, I guess this will work because this is the way I feel, and that's the way you feel, so I guess it's okay. And so now now we're going to change the way we look at ourselves or change the way we look at someone else, or, or now we're just going to live negatively. And so oh, I guess it's okay because that's what everybody does. And next thing you know, now we have all this confusion in our life. And it's all because we have this negative reflection of who Christ is. And it starts with you and I. And it starts with abiding in him. Because here's the thing about abiding in him. When we abide in him, here's what he does. He takes all the dirty reflections he takes all the dirt and the garbage that we've been through. Come on, somebody. He takes the past and he starts wiping it away. And I'm not going to have time to wipe all this out. I don't have the time, but y'all know what I'm saying. Y'all get the picture of what's happening here. You know what I'm saying? And here's what happens. He renews us and restores us and allows us to, to be a light again to those around us. You can take this. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate you. Appreciate it. And so here's what happens. As, as Christians, as believers... God has called us to live boldly. And again, it's a bold lifestyle that where now I'm going to evaluate the decisions I make because I know the decisions I make don't just affect me. They affect my neighbors. They affect my coworkers. They affect my classmates. They affect everybody I come in contact with. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to choose I'm going to choose to stand strong, but then also I'm going to choose that as I make decisions, God, help me to make the decisions that continue to allow you to shine. Lord, help me love my spouse, not just so that I could be a good husband. Yes, I want to be a good husband, but God, help me to love my spouse in such a way that others that are maybe struggling in their relationships, they can see a light and say, you know what, there's hope, and they can come talk to me, or they can just see from afar that God's using me, and so God can use them, or maybe it's, maybe it's your, your dating relationship, and you're single, and you're like, man, I'm going to just gonna continue to be content and trust God. I'm not going to get frustrated frustrating, caught up in the drama, and caught up in whining, complaining, and wondering, and get all insecure. No, I'm going to continue to trust God. Why? Because I know he's going to bring the right person at the right time, and then those that are single see there's something different about that person. They're responding different. They're not on all the tenders. Oh, Jesus, help us all. They're not answering all the DMs. They're not doing, something's different. What in their life is different? And that gives you an opportunity to shine. Because here's what I know. Being a witness and shining for Christ. It's not this obligation. We can sometimes look at it as, oh, I guess I gotta be good. Okay, Jesus, I'll be single until I'm dead. I'm trusting you though. There I am trusting. No, here's what it is. It's not an obligation, it's an opportunity. It's a privilege that God would allow us to be a part of his plan in someone else's life on this planet. What a privilege it is that he would love us so much that he would use us as his tool to shine for others. He could have used anything. He could have used bears. 
He could have used lions. He could have used trees. He uses all those things. But he chose us to be a light to one another into our city, into our community, into our world. And so what a privilege it is. Not an obligation. Oh, I have to. No. It's, oh my gosh, God, you love me so much that you've given me a purpose greater than myself. And so now these decisions matter. And so I want to respond the way that you would want me to respond. Why? Because I want others to see you and your goodness the way that I have. Here's the question. We're closing. You can bring the keys up and make me sound more spiritual. Your coworkers in your workplace. With you never saying a word, would they know that you're a follower of Jesus? your classmates, your sorority sisters, your teammates, your, your fraternity brothers. If you never said a word, by the way that you choose to live your life and the decisions you make, would they know you're a follower of Jesus? The way that you love your spouse, the way that you love your children, if you never said a word about Jesus, would people around you know you're a follower of Jesus by the way that you love your family. And the struggles and the fears of tomorrow, if you never said anything, by the way that you're responding, would people know that you're a follower of Jesus? Because this is what shining is. Shining is, I don't have to speak. Yes, we speak. Yes, we share. We'll talk about that. But I don't have to. Why? Because the life that I choose to live reflects him. And they see him. And the way that I have joy. And the way that I have peace. And the way that I choose to separate myself from the things that are not of him. The way that I say, you know what? It's not about me. It's about others. And I, So these decisions that I'm making don't just affect me. It all comes down to it. It's all about shining for him. Would they know is the question that we have to all, every one of us, myself included, we have to ask ourselves. I don't want to just be a Christian on a stage on a platform. I want to be a Christian in Walmart and I want to shine for him. Yeah, I shop at Walmart, I'm cheap, praise God. You're like, you don't go to Publix? Yeah, okay, I try to, no, okay, there it is. I want to shine for him in the grocery store. I want to shine for him in my neighborhood. I want my neighbors to know that dude is a Jesus follower. I don't want my neighbor to know that dude's a pastor. And everything that we do, are we shining in such a way? Because here's what I know. We are living in a world that is so dark. Oh my goodness, every person knows this, good and bad, Christian or not. We all know we are living in a time and a period that is so dark. And there are people all around us, can I just talk to you for two minutes, I promise I'll close, but there are people all around us that we don't even know, they're struggling internally so much so that they're looking for a hope, they're looking for a joy, they're looking for a peace, they're looking for light. And so here's what it is, when we get so caught up in being like the world and living like the world and doing things like the world, we're not able to shine and these people miss seeing Jesus through us. Oh, would we, be, would we be a people 
that say, God, I want to be a light everywhere that I go because I know I'm in a dark world. It may be people that mock you at work. It may be people in the sorority that don't even get along with you and are negative towards you. It may be somebody on the team that's frustrated and never even speaks to you. And you never know what's happening internally. And they're looking for somebody that will just stand up and show them Jesus. I want to be a person of people, individuals that are not known for our talents and our skills and our abilities. I want to know, I want to be a person and a people that are known for showing Jesus to every person we walk up to by the way that we choose to live. I'm closing. The question I have to ask you today, what did they know? By the way that you live your life, what did they know? Because God has called all of us we call ourselves Christians to be lights to those around us. And so I challenge you today, let's be a church, let's be individuals that choose from this moment forward. We're gonna shine boldly for him, amen? Would you stand with me as we close in prayer today? God, I thank you so much.